I'm Dan Damron. And I'm Nick Staley. And welcome to the Bad Baptist Podcast. What's wrong with you people? Give us some men who know the truth. You're not David. Your trouble in life is not Goliath. I want to be set free from this distortion. I want to be biblical. Well, thanks for tuning in to the very first ever episode of the Bad Baptist Podcast. And Nick, just how Baptist are we? <laughs> We're so Baptist, we can't even come up with a good joke about it. I mean, legitimately, our church, we're a church plant, almost out of the church plant phase, we I think. We planted about five years ago, yeah. because yeah. I think that five years when Nam cut you off. Yeah. So that kind of... We're quite close. We're, yeah. almost, we're, almost, we're almost longer a church plant. We almost have to put on our big boy pants. And actually have to, yeah, use our own money all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're Southern Baptists, though. We, we both serve at the state level, which would yep. be the BSCM, Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Yep. Um, we're both, we both serve as much as we can in the Genesee Baptist Association, which is our local association. Yep. So we are legit Baptists. Yep. Yeah. And so the church that we are part of, it is called One Life Church. And as we just kind of disclosed, we planted about uh, five years ago. Each one of us serves as a pastor there. I serve as the pastor of gathering. I'm the pastor of community. What does that mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the going joke. Yeah. I mean, we both, you know, we both do, you know, the best way to put it is we both do just about everything, including Eric, the, the, the third, should we call him the third wheel? Um, I mean, he's a lead pastor. I'd feel really bad calling him the third wheel. <laughs> he is, we're, but you know, we're bad Baptists, I guess. Yeah, we're yeah, we're bad Baptists. Even calling him that, but we're also like, I mean, we're something that a lot of SBC churches aren't, but hopefully are becoming that way. We're we're elder led, um, so you know, it, we're we're definitely we're good Baptists in that. May I say that? Yeah, yeah good Baptist churches are elder led. Yeah, <laughs> not one elder led. Multiple, multiple elders. That'll be a topic for next. Yeah, time. we should probably digress. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> anyway so so you know this this podcast we, we were kind of like you know how the where it came from okay so so i built you've seen if you've watched some of our clips you can see this sweet building i built that is it's massive it, 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 it is it's massive it is uh what 16 times 8 it's like 128 square foot is that what that comes to somebody's probably gonna correct me on that but it, it's small but I, I it's literally built out of like uh 40 something pallets um, when you look at it, it's if you're looking at the video, you can see these precious walls made out of Luan. I mean, but anyways, this this was kind of created as an office, and Dan and I were sitting in here smoking cigars, which we do probably too much. Um, but we were smoking cigars and uh, just talking. I mean, it really was. We were just talking and discussing different things, and the topic got brought up. Like we should start a podcast on this because we've tried podcasting before. Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a church podcast, our One Life for Life ministry at the abortion clinic that has a podcast. There's all sorts of things in the past. And at the end of the day, it was like, why force something? But what kind of happened is we were just hanging out here, just talking Sundays after church and, and just started kind of getting on the topic of, of like talking about cliches and, and and stereotypes within, within the Baptist church and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I think just what's really important from the outset here for us to address is why we are bad Baptists, specifically and explicitly what we mean by saying that we are bad Baptists. Because I've already had some people ask me, they've watched the promo material, and they'll be like, oh, are you guys going to be 
drinking hard liquor and cussing. And it's like, n- no, because we don't wait do... A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, hold on. Yeah, you, you, I know it looks bad. I got this cool uh, Rocky Patel uh, <laughs> bullish on cigars cup, and it looks like it's alcohol, but it's actually just Arnold Palmer. I don't even really like alcohol at all. But but I do have a glass of wine. I yeah. must say. It's, I stole it from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> as far as cussing goes, it's like that's not yeah. something that's really a part of our normal language and why we won't uh, bash somebody if their conviction is, is different than us on that. That's totally fine. But we just thought it'd be really important here in this first episode to define what we mean by being bad Baptist and what we are not. So as we alluded to, we were talking uh, on Sunday afternoon, just hanging out, yeah. talking theology. Um, and I think it was actually on the way back from one of our uh, Baptist State Convention in Michigan meetings that we kind of were making the joke that, man, we are bad Baptists. And, and what we mean by that is we're the outliers a little bit, um, in the, at least locally, in the sense that we hold to Reformed theology, you know, mm-hmm. the, the five points of Calvinism. We, we don't apologize about that. We don't, we don't hide that. Um, here's another big one. So Baptists aren't supposed to drink, right? But at our communion, we use wine instead of grape juice. Which has been fun to watch when the little kids after church mistake the wine for the grape juice. So for some reason, some of these kids in our church, uh, I'm not going to name any names because... Because you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you parents, you know who you are. Uh, there's some kids, uh, there's probably what, like four or five of them. And each week at the end of communion, and now we do communion every week, yep. they go up and they start like s- smashing all of the uh, grape juice as if they're shots. And when they... And there's, there's been a couple times we've seen instances of kids and now people are going to think that we're really bad because we're like, (laughs) but I bet you, I get, I bet you this, they're never going to try and drink it again. They only do it once. Yes. And then you hear about it for a few minutes and then it's forgotten and gone. But it's still kind of funny. Well, what are some other reasons though, Nick, that we could be classified as bad Baptists? I mean, we're not, okay. I'm going to poke you a little bit. If if people don't like this, I understand, but keep listening despite the fact, you know, historically in the, and I want to say historically long-term, but Short-term history, Baptists tend to be premillennial dispensationalist. Mm-hmm. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're actually post-millennial. Um, <laughs> what? You know, so, and some of you may be going, what is that? I'll tell you, here, here it is in a nutshell. Google it. That's as far as I'm going with it now, because we will eventually talk about it. We don't do altar calls either. Um, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't do altar calls. And I've had someone say, well, how did the people get saved? <laughs> <laughs> one, of our, one of our local uh, pastors from the South. And I said, well... Uh, they believe on Christ and repent from their sin. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have the sawdust trail. Yeah, for them to come down and people. Don't, I mean, we call people to repent. Yep. You know that's the difference. I know when I've preached and I share the gospel, my my call always is to fall down on your face before God, cry out for Him to save you. Don't stop until He does. Yeah. You know, because that that's the key to it. It's not it's not something you're doing, but I'm telling you, man, cry out to God. He will save. The Bible says he'll save to the uttermost. Yeah. And that's the thing. We just cry out and he will save you. Yep. And not only are we post-millennial though, mm-hmm. and we don't do altar calls, we're also theonomous. Yes. So go ahead and Google that. And that's then, another fun one. Yeah. And then we can... We'll have to do one on that too. I don't think we have that in, in the works there, but no. we will do that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. We will, we'll definitely address that some more in the future. And I'm sure that the, the list could go on. Our church is one of the few churches in our county, uh, whether Baptist or not, that is actually elder-led. Um, and as we kind of alluded to, I think that the scriptural pattern is every church is elder led. It's just a matter of if we're led by a plurality of elders that we sort of see laid out in the New Testament where Paul says, uh, you know, he, he, he told Timothy to go and appoint elders mm-hmm. in every city um, or we or we're just led by that by that one elder. So the kind of the, the dichotomy there is 
you're getting one person's spiritual gift versus a, a collection of people's spiritual gifts. So these are just some of the reasons why we are bad Baptists. Um, and here, and like I said, here's here's what we're not though. We're not here to to tout our Christian liberties. And Nick's drinking wine. I'm smoking a cigar. We're not here to tout our Christian liberties and to and to bash on the church uh, to to show how cool we are. On the contrary, we love the church and we want to see her delivered from false teachings. This podcast exists to glorify Christ, to advance his gospel, and to equip his saints. So I guess at this point, it'd only be fitting, Nick, to kind of address uh, our our mission statement of sorts. Well, let's start by just reading it overall. Here it is in a nutshell. Yeah. It says, before the truth will set you free, it often ticks you off. Yep. We're two Baptist pastors on a mission to contrast Baptist cliches and Christian cl- cliches mm. with the truth of God's word a.k.a. sacred cow tipping for the glory of Christ, the furtherance of his gospel, and the equipping of his saints. And if you notice the sacred cow tipping and you're listening to this from the South, you probably know what non-sacred cow tipping is. That's right. (laughs) Sacred cow tipping. So let's break those down. We'll talk through them a little bit. So the first point on there is before the truth will set you free, it often ticks you off. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll give a little story for me. Because as I'm drinking this, and some of my friends may be watching this, I am drinking a glass of wine. Um, And if you know me for any history of time, I actually had... I had a problem with alcohol and drugs as a kid. I was a bad kid. Spent some time in jail. Did some stupid crap. I mean, that's really what it was. And for the longest time, I held myself to a standard that I could not drink it because one's too many and a thousand's never enough. Now, I'm not saying before I go too far on this, I'm not saying, you know what, because you've had a problem with alcohol in the past. Um, stay away from it. I understand that it's a sin, but me, I was 20 years old. I realized, man, I, the alcohol wasn't the problem. I was And Christ has been sanctifying me for a number of years. And I was like, dude, I can pick it up. But all those years I held myself to it. And there were others around me holding me to that as well. And it ticked me off a bit when that truth came. Cause I'm like, dude, there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine. The problem's me. Mm-hmm. If there's any issue, yeah, you know, it's not even it's not even an alcoholic problem. It's right, a, it's a it's a it's a sin, sin of problem. drunkardness. Yeah, problem. absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I held to that, and that's what kind of ticked me when I realized it was like, dang it all, <laughs> I could have enjoyed this. Yeah, you know, and it's not getting drunk. It's having a glass. It's enjoying the time. I mean, which Paul told Timothy to do. Absolutely, and, and with all my ailments, I think I'm listening to Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I I have a, a story as well. Uh, just about the the truth ticking me off before it set me free. And it was actually surrounding uh, Reformed theology, the yeah, doctrines yeah. of grace, Calvinism specifically. Cage stager. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not a cage stager anymore. <laughs> a little too mellow. Uh, but I, you know, I've been reading a lot of different guys. I've been reading, you know, Matt Chandler, uh, David Platt, like, uh, you know, those kind of guys. And the, the church I started attending had just started a sermon series on Ephesians. Where it's like Ephesians, like election is inescapable. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians, we see that God chose us before the foundation of the world. And this is that he predestined us. Well, just in the in the circles that I grew up in, like I, I grew up as a church kid, like every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, we were in church. Like predestination, it wasn't my parents doing, it just kind of the circle. It was like predestination was a dirty word. It was like a cuss word. It was like, oh, that's not something that God actually does. So here I'm being confronted with this pastor faithfully expositing Mm -hmm. Ephesians 1 and I see it's there and it's inescapable and you know what it ticked me off and so I got to the point where I was just like on my knees before God going God I'm starting to see this everywhere in your scripture and you know what like if I believe that your word is is without error 
totally in doctrine and in practice, then 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 this problem's with me. And so I kind of land at this point where I'm going, okay, I, I believe it because it's true, but I don't like it. <laughs> and God and God changed my heart on that. But that but that's where I was at. Like I remember just like getting in like screaming debates with people about this issue that I honestly really knew very little about and so before the truth sets you free it often ticks you off and we realize that this podcast is going to do that for some people maybe it's because nick's having a glass of wine maybe it's because i'm i'm smoking a cigar maybe it's because we're going to tip some sacred cows because we're going to debunk some do some theological myth busting (laughs) that's right (laughs) but but with everything that we do here we're going to do it all with the word of god and so if you're ticked off at us man like let us know and like Come with scriptures, and let's have a friendly dialogue about this. You know, and it kind of falls, like, even our church, kind of our philosophy at church is no offense but the gospel. So, like, when you walk in our church, we have our, our team, we call our first impressions, team you call it a welcome team, whatever you call it at your church. Those people that are greeting, we want somebody that is an unbeliever that walks in our church. We're not attractional. We are the furthest mm-hmm. thing from an attractional church. But at the end of the day, when you walk in, you're going to be confronted with people that are kind to you. So you walk in there, you can't go, gosh, these Christians were dirtbags. They didn't yeah. talk to me. They didn't greet me. They didn't do this. It's like, dude, if you get offended, it's not because of us. It's offended because of our Lord, mm-hmm. our, the Christ, the God of this world. You're offended by him. You know, it's like Romans 1. It talks about, you know who God is, but you suppress the truth and unrighteousness. If those people are ticked, they're not going to be ticked at us necessarily. We want to be ticked because we preach the gospel faithfully and that upset them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so true. Because, I mean, so what we, what we would say is that we are not seeker-friendly, but we are seeker-sensible. We are sensible enough to realize that there's going to be people there every week that don't know Christ. Yeah. And so, like Nick said, the only offense that we want there to possibly be in our church, in our lives with this podcast, is for it to be the gospel. Mm-hmm. All right, so the second point here. We're two Baptist pastors on a mission to contrast Baptist cliches and Christian. I'm throwing that in there yep. because we're not, they're not all going to be Baptist um, with the truth of God's word. There's a ton of things we hold. To, well, first let's start with this. We're two Baptist pap- pastors. That's kind of a little backwards too, isn't it? I mean, you and I realistically, I don't think I probably, you know, I look at my life and I go, did God call me to this place? Yes, obviously I'm there. Um, I've been called as a pastor, but I also go, we are probably two of the, least equipped guys out there from a, from a, um, educational background. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I did pull off a 1.9 GPA in high school. It's pretty impressive, um, to get them that low and still graduate. Yeah. I had like a 2.4, I think. So we had them together. We're bright. (laughs) So if you haven't quit listening yet, you probably are now. (laughs) Well, I mean, theological training, you know, most people think of seminary being the only way to get to that pastoral spot. I, we would never deny the fact that cemetery, cemetery, seminary is bad. (laughs) <laughs> it's very there, profitable. I just ticked you off. Yeah. Um, no, that is very, it is a very profitable thing, but it's do, not the only way a call comes. It's not the only way somebody learns. Yeah. But we are those those pastors, mm-hmm. um, and we have a heart for the church. That's the thing. Um, we're called we're called to love our church, to shepherd our church, to to do what we can for them, to serve them, like we talked about today at our staff meeting, mm-hmm. um, serving, which Eric nailed it on. Um, but you know, we're we're that's our job. Mm-hmm. You know, I still work a full time job. Dan does this full time. Um, not the podcast. No, the podcast full time. He just records himself all the time, <laughs> which makes it fun. But we are that. I do it I mean, full time for free. We're, we're, we're Baptist pastors. We're, and, and realistically, you look at the two of us and there's nothing special about us. No. Other than my beard. My beard's pretty special. It is. You are a distinguished gentleman. It's glorious. Anyways, but, the, you know, so we are that, but we're on this, the, we, we're on a mission. 
Um, we want to free people from some of the pharisaicalism that we create. You know, mm. where we're creating other laws and saying, mm. you know, good Christians don't play cards. Yeah. Well, that was 1910s, 1920s, 1930s. Now we all play euchre in Michigan. You know, I mean, we we enjoy a good card game. Yeah. Um, you know, those kind of cliches yeah. that we want to we want to break them down, but with yeah. God's word, yeah. that's the standard. No drinking, no smoking, no yeah. dancing, no cards, no tattoos. But we'll hold to our rapture theology, altar calls. <laughs> Easy believism, right? In that in that sort of thing, and so uh, what we like to say is, is man, there's just many things that we as Baptists tend to hold to, and in a sense, we make ourselves more Christian than Jesus Christ Himself. That's right. Which is what the Pharisees sought out to do. What did the Pharisees do? They wanted to help people keep God's law, mm-hmm. and so they made all these other laws. And so some of these things that we're addressing here that we're going to be addressing in future episodes, that's exactly what the church has done. We've gone, you know what? Some people some people have a disposition to, to drunkenness. So you know what? All drinking is bad. That's right. Well, you look at the, you know, the other sides too. We're not just going to poke at that side of it too. Yeah. The other part of it is, is the really the churches that, oh boy, um, it's kind of funny. I think of so many of them that do so much outside of the word of God in the sense that we're, we're playing secular music in the, in the, in the, in the services. Yeah. They're, they're doing so, they're so attractional. They're of no, absolutely no spiritual good. Um, and there's that side of it too, that, which is something we don't have in our list of podcast ideas, but there's that side of it as well. Some of the ridiculous things you have, Hey, guess what? For Easter, we're going to have an egg drop, helicopters, basketball games. You think all these <laughs> stupid, they should have done a, why not do a basketball drop? That'd have been more fun to watch. <laughs> but little kids standing while basketballs are dropping over their heads. Uh-huh. But I mean, th- this, just the silliness that we create of Christianity yeah. at times on both sides, it's either so strict it, or it's either so strict or it's so loose. Yeah, and, um, and that biblical faithfulness. It's right in the middle. It, it, it's right in the middle. Um, and so the, the kind of the irony there, too, of a lot of these circles, which, once again, both of us have been in those. Both of us have yep. been those people. So we're not we're not here to shame people. Like we said, we want to help uh, people just filter everything through, through the totality of Scripture. But so a lot of those circles where it's like, yeah, you, you, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't dance, you can't have tattoos – but there's going to be altar altar calls, easy believism, all those sorts of things. Those Baptists, those pastors will hold to that while at the same time gorging themselves to death at the buffet line, not being friendly to other people. Not It makes me think of that Stephen Anderson clip <laughs> where he's just ranting and raving about how no homosexuals are allowed at his, his church, which is horrible and mind-blowing yeah um or at the same time it's like in those same circles you you find like this epidemic of of people who are using pornography but keeping it all under wraps yeah and the other side of that too you know <laughs> i'm sorry steven anderson's in my head now due to kook i can't when you hear steven anderson you can't get him out of your head yeah i mean just some of that stupid stuff but there's also that idea. i mean you think of think of the fact that how many how many pastors are overweight to stand at the buffet line yeah. and will chide us for smoking a cigar. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's not healthy. It's not, it's not profitable. I think of a number of years ago, there was a, can't think of his name now. Um, dude's got tattoos all over the place. Bald head had this quote unquote revival down in Florida and Lakeland, Florida or something like that. Some of you guys don't remember this, but he was claiming that there was miracles being done and he was healing people. And he was, I mean, there's one video of him kicking a dude in the stomach with pancreatic cancer. 
that'll heal you. Um, but, but you know, he was like, I'm drunk in the spirit. And you come to find out the dude was actually living a hypocritical life. He was literally drunk. He wasn't drunk in the spirit. He was drunk on spirits. Yeah. You know, so there's that other side too, um, that, 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 that puts on the smoke and mirrors. Um, so, you know, we want to just, we want to debunk some of this stuff too. It's, it needs to be talked about. It's like, all right, guys, let's have a family talk. Let's all sit down at the table and bring it. You know, what's the God's word say? What should we be doing? How should we be acting? And let's just be honest about it and not create laws that just aren't there. Yeah. You know, so, well, the, the third part of this is my favorite part. You're welcome. Yes. I love it. AKA, which in case you don't know, it stands for also known as um, sacred cow tipping for the glory of Christ, the furtherance of his gospel and equipping of his saints. It does a great disservice to Christ, to his gospel and to his people. When we bind people's conscience with eisegesis or narcissus, if you're Stephen Furtick, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just lost some more listeners. All right. That's okay. Keep listening. Don't be a snowflake. Keep listening. Don't melt. Um, but we don't want to build straw man arguments. You know, that's the thing we, we, Hey, you know what? I, if we're going to do eisegesis, and let's, eisegesis really is, is kind of taking the word of God and pulling parts out of it, you know, here and there and making what they do. So it's like, I thumb through my Bible and say, what is God's word for me today? I end right here and it says, and Judas hung himself, so I go hang myself. Yeah. Um, and, and that's taking those things out of context and putting them in the wrong place where they should be in it. Yeah. If we take a book, if I, if I wrote a book and you were to take a clip on it, it says in it, um, Nick says he hits dogs. It says here, I hit dogs. And you just take that out and take the context completely away. Everybody thinks Nick likes to abuse dogs. But in its context, it might say something like, Nick hates those people that say, I hit dogs. And so you take it out of context. We shouldn't do that with God's word either. So we want to pull those things back into context. Say, what does it rightfully mean within the historical parameters of where it was, where it was said? What is God trying to say? What's the overview of the book? Pull that together to make mm -hmm. sense of some scriptures we take out of context. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of just pulling random scriptures from all over the Bible to support our idea, we go back to those scriptures. We look at the context, the immediate verses that are right around it. This is called, this is exposition. We go to the verses right around it, view those in the scope of that chapter, that entire book, and then the totality of scripture together. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if we're pulling verses out, I mean, you could, you could make the point and go, well, I think Jesus was purple. And here's my scriptural, well, he's bruised for our transgressions. And like, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you can take and justify, and this is what people do all over the place. You can look at movements like the Westboro Baptist Church that, uh. that aren't even Baptists at all, but, but they take a few little portions of scripture to justify what their point is. And so that's what we're aiming to, to not do here. We, we want to tip those over for the glory of Christ, for the furtherance of his gospel, and for the equipping of his saints. No, you know, and some people will listen to it and just get irked at us at times. I always say this, you know, just because we may have what you didn't think was a sacred cow, and we tipped it over thinking it was your sacred cow. Keep coming back to us. I mean, at the end of the day, you might disagree. Mm -hmm. You might say, you know, you guys are flat out wrong about that. Yeah. Okay. Start your own podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and here's one thing too that, that we're going to do. So it's not like we're just going to go kicking over other people's stuff. We're not just going to kick it over and leave it there. Yep. So if, if we address something, let's, let's take a topic. Let's say, um, let's, let's say you cigars, could take, you could take cigars, you could take <laughs> tattoos, you could take uh, alcohol consumption. And a lot of times what people will cite is the verse in first Corinthians that says that your body is a temple. And we're going to get on this in a future episode, but it's like, no, what that's actually talking about is, is sexual morality. It's saying 
your, your body's a temple indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when you sexually sin, you are taking the Holy Spirit of God into that act. So as we're debunking these things, as we're flipping them over, we're not just going to leave you there, but we want to deliver you into the truth. So we'll actually take them. We will examine those things in their proper context. Yep. You know, yeah, we want, we want to tip it over. We're going to crush it, that sacred cow. But we're also going to take and build a foundation that can go, okay, this is faithful. So really, at the end of the day, if you go, you know what? I don't like what you said. You don't have a problem with us. That's a problem. We're going to bolt back to Scripture. You're going to have a problem with, with God's Word. And you're going to have to find out and dig into it. And it's going to force you, at the best case scenario, it's going to force you back into the Scriptures to try and debunk us. Yes. Say, I, I disagree with you. You better come with Scripture because we're going to yep. start with Scripture. And you know what? We, If, if that's you, uh, and hopefully that's not you because we haven't even really debunked anything yet. We're just on this first episode. <laughs> But I would encourage someone, you know what, maybe we could have a friendly debate. Maybe we could yeah. have a we could we could have a podcast designated to something like that. Yeah. We, we would love to entertain those things. And, and even the idea of maybe even starting a group that's specifically for this for for discussing those options. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't we're we're still figuring out what we're doing. We're we're kind of hillbillying this thing together at the moment. Um but you know that in a pallet barn. In a pallet barn, yeah. <laughs> made for seventy nine dollars. It's not gonna fall over, I swear. I use a lot of Oh crap! Oh, don't blow. Screws. Don't blow. <laughs> I actually held up to some Michigan weather over the winter, so yeah. it's pretty impressive. Um, so you know those, but we want to we want to build you back up. We just don't want to leave you on the ground. It's no point in stabbing somebody. Well, we don't stab anybody, but there's no point in in knocking Great something analogy. over that we hold too tightly and like leaving them there. Like you know what sucks yeah. to be you now, you and, know, but we want to bring you back up. And that's the key part to the end is equipping his saints. Yeah. We, we want our hope and our prayer. We literally prayed before this that God would use this podcast to that end, mm-hmm. that his word would go forth. We're just the idiots here with microphones. That's right. The word of God itself does not return void. And hard on the idiot part. Yeah. That's for sure. And we're, we definitely don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the no. answers. So what the cool thing is, we're going to try and bring in people that do have some better answers yes. than us. Because yep. we definitely don't know everything combined. Mm-hmm. We know pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, but there are people that know a lot. And and we want to pull those people in. So here's something for you if you're watching this, listening to it, however you're getting this in your ear. Um, you know what? You you got a connection with somebody when, when, you, when you see us, like, uh, kind of get some ideas for us and you know somebody, maybe you can help us get them on. Big names. We want to draw some people to listen to us anyways. You know, if, if we have just Joe on here all the time, or just us, ain't nobody going to listen. We want to make it worth your time. Yeah, we do. We want to make it profitable. We, we've got some plans. We've got some people on our site. You know who I'm talking No, you don't know who I'm talking about. But We don't know who we're talking we, about. We have a few people in mind that we're pretty sure we can get on here, we, but we want to do that. We want to ed- edification, bring some good truth to it, bring people that are experts <laughs> in the field of, of what we're talking about. And sometimes it's just us literally like this chat and this is probably in reality is this one right now is probably more formal than anyone will do because yeah we actually have an outline just a little bit we're, we're pretending like we know what we're doing yeah but yeah and so i mean nick hit hit the ball on the head and and one thing that that we we say frequently at our church and we frequently discuss is that if you're not changing you're not growing and that applies to us too so we're not saying that it's like we've got all these answers and that we know everything no it's like a lot of these things like in terms of theonomy once again go google it later like that's something that really like nick and myself and eric the other elder at our church just kind of really latched onto in the last couple of years by and large Mm -hmm. um and and so that's a beautiful thing and so we don't have all the answers but we we want to consistently be growing and and that's the end that this podcast serves and so we we'd love to dialogue with you on that um so at this point you might be going okay so so why did you morons include why would you take Charles Spurgeon's face and put a cigar in his mouth? Before you do that, let's give a shout out to the dude 
That's where I was going. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you haven't looked it up, uh, it's pretty awesome. One of my buddies, Jake, shared this with me, but it's called Spurgeon Mojis. It's in the Apple App Store. It's in Google Play. And it's like all these emoticons that are actually Charles Spurgeon's face. You get like the crying one, the laughing one, the heart in the eyes one. And there's one with him smoking a cigar. And so we saw that and we're like, dude, this would be perfect for the Bad Baptist podcast. And so we... We were like, who, who made these? We, we, we'd love to use one of these. Um, and so we, we tracked him down. His mm-hmm. name is David Gaddy. Yep. And uh, he, you can just look him up, davidgaddy.com. And he has this, uh, he's got a podcast called... Uh, Theonauts. Theonauts. T-H-E-O-N-A-U-T-S. Yeah. And, and so when I re- reached out to him on Facebook, he was so cool and so yeah. open-handed. So David, if you're listening to this, man, we are so grateful for you Absolutely. for letting us use this. Uh, but at this point, the, the question needs to be asked... Why is Spurgeon the face of the Bad Baptist podcast? Because he's just a bad man. Yeah. I mean, the dude was an incredible guy. Here, here's the thing, though. Spurgeon was the OG Bad Baptist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, maybe Jesus, but that's that's beside the point, uh, because we're not yep. going to do he any Second Commandment violations on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he was the OG. The dude was a Calvinist. Hold on. Should I say it? I mean, people might not. Re- he was a Calvinist. Yeah. I mean, in his autobiography, part of it was called A Defense of Calvinism. Yeah. Um, I mean, that in most Baptist circles and SBC circles, if if you've been watching the SBC, yeah, there is a resurgence of Calvinism. It's coming on strong. Yeah. Um, Leighton Flowers <laughs> devotes way too much time thinking about Calvinism than I do on Arminianism. But anyways, but Spurgeon was that Calvinist. He was... he. Yeah. Man, he he was there. He he was a yeah. five pointer, and that's often like mm-hmm. an aspect of the forgotten Spurgeon because it seems like every Baptist wants to claim Charles Spurgeon as their own. But very fitting, I've got this book here that our buddy Stephen McCaskill wrote. And Stephen, it's called, if you're watching this, you're going to come on as a guest. Yes, Stephen is awesome. If you've seen the Puritan documentary, and there's one on if you've um, seen Through the Eyes of Spurgeon. Oh, Spurgeon too. That's right. Yeah, he did that one. I know I'm missing one, but he's a great guy. But anyways, mm-hmm. I got this book when I first came. Uh, fairly new to to the, to the Calvinistic faith, and he put it together. It's just excerpts of Spurgeon's teaching. It's called Spurgeon's Calvinism, and this is on the front. So this is this is what also makes Spurgeon a really bad Baptist in the best sense of the term. On the front here, Calvinism is the gospel and nothing else. That's what Spurgeon <laughs> said. So if that doesn't make him a bad Baptist in a lot of people's eyes, I'm not sure what does. And if you want to get that book, we'll probably put a link in the Facebook thing at the end, maybe on the podcast Somewhere. feed too. We're a little technologically retarded, but we'll um, figure it out. Actually, no, I'm tech- technologically retarded. You, on the other hand, are the guru, man. <laughs> I can work an iPhone. Yeah. I pretend like I know what I'm doing. I can muddle through stuff, but yeah, yeah. I definitely have that. So from time to time, as you have caught, we're, we're, we're probably going to plug some of our friends. We'll probably plug uh, some good books that we're reading. And so Absolutely. A, another thing I think that would make Spurgeon a bad Baptist, and I actually read this for the first time in this book here, uh, put together uh, by Aaron Ivey and Matt Carter of the Austin Stone. It's called Steal Away Home, and it's a historical novel about Charles Spurgeon and Thomas Johnson. It's the unlikely friends on a passage of freedom. So Thomas Thomas Johnson was actually a slave, uh, an American slave that was freed at the Emancipation Proclamation. But in this in this book, and I actually went and read his book uh, called 28 Years a Slave." Uh, Super good, highly recommend. Yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let you read that one. In this book, he talked about how like Spurgeon was, for all intents and purposes, one of the first, if not the first person, to to call the American slave trade exactly what it was and that it's wicked and it was evil and and, and so he actually recalls thomas johnson this guy who was a slave when he was still enslaved he recalls 
his master taking him into the city and they said he could see the flames from a mile away and all these people in the south i think it was virginia if i remember correctly um they were burning all of spurgeon's books his sermons all these things because spurgeon's work was widely distributed here in america they took and they were burning all these things so that's another reason why he's a bad baptist is because he called out american slavery uh, in the South for what it was. It's calling out sin. Exactly. I mean, it's not always a popular thing to do. It's it's an easy thing to send people to hell in a limousine, not telling them that there's a problem. It's it's another thing to re- tell people, hey, you're blind, going toward a cliff, you need to repent, yeah. believe. And calling on God's word is that standard. I mean, the Southern Baptists didn't like Spurgeon. That was part of those people that didn't like him. Um, and here we are loving him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of amazing how they do that. I mean, the other thing, Spurgeon, he smoked a good, a good stogie. Mm-hmm. He smoked his cigars, man. Um, I think it's pretty impressive. I love this. I'm going to read this. Uh, Eric, our lead pastor, told us this one today. This is really, really good. Thanks, Dewey. Yeah, you're the best, man. You're not the third wheel. I was just kidding about that. Love you, bro. Uh, D.L. Moody went to London to meet Spurgeon, whom he had admired from a distance and considered to be his professional mentor. However, when Spurgeon answered the door with a cigar in his mouth, Moody fell down the stairs in shock. That may be embellished yeah, a little bit. That sounds a little dramatic. It does, but uh, for dramatic effect, it works for here. Yeah. How could you, a man of God, smoke that? I, I don't have a moody voice. I don't know what he sounded like. Protested the great American evangelist. Spurgeon took the stogie out of his mouth. I love this man. Walked down the steps to where Moody was still standing in bewilderment. I thought he fell down the stairs. <laughs> Anyways, putting his finger on Moody's rather rotund stomach, he smiled and said, the same way you, a man of God, could be that fat. <laughs> it's so funny. Even reading it again, that's great. You know, but Spurgeon was a lover of cigars. I mean, cigars in themselves, there's no evil in them. Addiction to cigars, mm-hmm. there's an evil in that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's creating an idol. Yeah. But to enjoy some of the benefits of the things God has given us. I mean, alcohol is another one of those things. You look all through scripture and, and in times of, of rejoicing in Israel, when times were good, their wine barrels were full. And that's what God said would be a sign yeah. of the blessing. You know, and so it's like, you know, drunkenness is a sin. Idolatry is a sin. Um, covetousness is a sin. But all, th- you know, something like a cigar, man, I enjoy a good cigar. Sit down, relax. It relaxes me after a stupid, stressful day at work, which happened all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I get that hour or so just to relax, hang out outside with my kids who sit there. And uh, one of my, my youngest son, Piper, uh, loves the smell of cigars. So if I'm smoking a cigar, homie comes running out and like, Dad, what do you do? Ooh, let me sit with you. You know, so it's it's that joy found in it. It's that relaxing time. You know, the, the same can be said, though, as those who say, well, smoking a cigar is a sin. So is binging on Netflix for 12 hours a day. Yeah, uh, that's that is an idolatrous thing. If I'm enjoying something like this to the glory of God, mm. I can do it. You know, I can do all things to the glory of God. Moderation, absolutely. Moderation is is what it's all about. You know, but there was also the downgrade controversy. Yeah, that was that was that that was tough for Spurgeon. I mean, a lot of people say he died of a broken heart mm-hmm. um, over that whole con the whole controversy. But he stood up against. You know, he was part of the Baptist Union, and the Baptist Union was was aligning itself with people who were denying the, 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 the Holy spirit as a person. Um, and I, I may be off on a little bit of this details, but it's quite a long tale, but, um, there was basically liberalism. It was precursor to liberalism of the early 20th century, which we still see now manifesting Absolutely. in our churches, you know, and, and he said, you know, I, even though there's good brothers in here, there's solid brothers in here. I can't side with them. So he took his gigantic church and pulled out of the Baptist union and wrote extensively about the sin of like partnering mm-hmm. with Baal is essentially what he was saying. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be popular nowadays if you said, I'm not, 
I commend uh, lately. I commend our Methodist brothers who have stood against um, homosexuality, against um, a lot of the sin that is going on there. But I also go, okay, guys, it's time to leave when that is so bad. And Spurgeon was one that would have said, leave that. Don't be a part with that. Yeah. You know, so he was a bad Baptist in that where he pulled out. He didn't care if somebody was sinning and there was a grave sin like that. He was like, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and one thing that was it, it, was it cost there too? Was like the, the infallibility mm-hmm. of, of the word of God. Yep. You know, so there was there was a lot going on with Spurgeon, but he was really the quintessential bad Baptist. Yeah. He stood for God's word. Yeah. You know, and when somebody tries to put a law on us that God's word doesn't explicitly talk about yep. some way, and I think I, Eric quotes this a lot. It was Francis Schaeffer who said, "You know, God's word is authoritative on everything it speaks, and it speaks, it speaks on everything." everything. Um, so. That's the key. It speaks on everything. And some things that we take as a cultural sin um, are not necessarily a sin. It's a cultural problem. And that's I, what we're here to tip over. Absolutely. We were watching, Dan showed me a clip the other day of Paul Tripp, Paul David Tripp, yeah. talking about cursing with his kids. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't say Google it if you've got sensitive ears, yeah. um, but it, it falls through. You know, what is culturally a sin? And many times it is swearing is culturally a sin, but it's not. A sin against God. There are some words that I would say, yeah, you know what? Don't use that word. It is very nasty. It's vile. Um, and I'm not, personally, I don't. I've always had the tact that if if I don't want my kids to say it, I don't say it. So yeah. I try to use big words to make myself sound photosynthesis. No, um, <laughs> but there's, but there's yeah. also, I mean, there's words that in and of themselves, there's some four-letter words that are negative. There, there's no way to positively Absolutely. spin it. Yep. Um, and there's, I mean, there's, there's other words that are considered cuss words. You know that aren't inherently damning of other people, um, or don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that context, Nick. Oh, I don't want right. to tip Sorry. you over. <laughs> well, yeah, it's right though. I mean, we we hear the word crap used all the time. There's another four letter word that's the same thing, same means the exact same thing, and yet it's culturally unacceptable. I'm not I'm not giving you license to go swear. No. The the kicker is, you know, some sins are. There are some things that are. Um, that if we were to go against our conscience on it, it would be sin. You know, if you say to me, Nick, I am against alcohol. I think it's a sin. I would say, glory to God. Yeah. Don't drink alcohol then, yeah. but don't bind me to that. Yep. Um, knowing that scripture doesn't say that I can't drink the alcohol, but if it goes against your conscience, I will love you enough that, you know, if we're sitting down at a, at a restaurant, I'm not going to drink a gigantic, drink a beer in front of you mm-hmm. because I know it could it could cause my brother to sin thinking I'm sinning. And that is, that is a sin in itself. So to be honoring of the brother, but it's also, this is the way we can do it. And you know what? We may take you off. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're not, we're not putting that in front. We're not, well, you kind of get where I'm going yeah. with this. And that, and once again, that's the whole theme of this podcast is we don't want to see, we can't bind people's consciences by things that aren't in the word of God. Yeah. We can, we can have our own preferences or things that we feel that are convictions to us. But if it's not rooted in the scripture, we can't place that on somebody else. Yep, It could fall. We, we talked with one of the guys from church the other day about the second commandment, um, whether pictures of Jesus are sin or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like in my home, for me and my family, um, I, I don't like images of Jesus. It's just where I'm at. That's how I, that's how I feel. Is it because um, he's normally white? Yeah, he's white Jesus, which he shouldn't be white Jesus. You know, he's probably closer to black Jesus, if anything, uh, at the time. But, you know, but th- to me, the, the the sin would be if I actually have an image. Now, I got another brother who's got a tattoo on his arm of Jesus' face. Mm-hmm. 
Would I say, man, dude, you got to cut that thing off? Absolutely not. His conscience is not there. So I would say literally nothing about it. Yeah. I would just let it go because this is, this is a personal thing with me. It's my conviction. It's where I hold. And if I go against it, to me, it is sin because it's it's my con- I'm binding my conscience on something. And it, what is not a faith is sin. And so at this point, I go, man, for me and my home, this is where we're at. Yeah. Your home, you know, glorify God, however that is. But what is what would be a sin then is looking at the picture of Jesus and, and like, as if you're <clears throat> like some Catholics do, yeah. where it's like, you've got these cards, you've got these relics. We're actually look up, looking upon them and you're kissing them and you're praying to yeah. them. Because I mean, the same thing could be said, like, so, like I, there's a church that I grew up in and this was, uh, it shows how far technology's come. <laughs> Projection screen is just coming out. <laughs> no more overhead projectors where you could like scribble out the words that you didn't want to sing or whatever, but like a projector. And so they wanted to put a screen up to have people... Uh, to be able to sing along with. And this is by no means like a progressive church. I mean, it was piano and organ only. But the concern and the biggest complaint of all these people is you're going to cover up the cross. You can't cover up. So they paid an astronomical amount of money at the time to have one of those screens that would retract, that would go up and down because the people wanted the cross to be exposed during the sermon. Mm-hmm. I know we want to... We wanna... Yeah, or the devil's drums. No, um, <laughs> you know, we, we just want to come from a faithful, we want to be faithful in this. You know, there may be things that, that we find a sin in our own lives, but I'm not, again, like I said, I'm not going to bind that on you. Um, if God's worth is not explicit on it, um, in the truest sense, you know, where, where it says idolatry is a sin. You know what? I shouldn't be worshiping anything or putting something in a place of God that is not God. Whether it's net, whether it's Netflix for deliverance for a bad day or, uh, cigars for a deliverance from a bad day or a Chinese buffet or a Chinese buffet where you're eating Kung Pao Kitty, <laughs> you know, but we, we want to be careful with that. So we're, we're going to hit some of those topics. Yeah. I think it would be fun. Um, if we run through a couple of our topic ideas, just to kind of tease it a little bit. Yeah. I know we, we, we recorded before we did this, we recorded a little promo video where we're, we're, we're talking about this. You'll see it soon when, yeah. when my, uh, my, my little helper over here, Dan, he gets it done. Uh, my servant. Um, yeah. No, but we, we've got some good topics that are coming up. And so we'll run some of the ideas by it. And here's the kicker. You know, we, we want your your input on this. So really, we don't have yeah. an Instagram page. It's already been banned. Yeah, our Instagram. <laughs> Funny story. So I'm like hyping up our Instagram page. Like you can see behind the scenes footage. Like we were going to. Instagram. Yeah, we were going to do some special filming of like just behind the scenes of us getting stuff set up here today. And I like pointed people on Facebook to it and on my personal Instagram page to it. And last night I went to log in to post something. And it said that we had violated their terms of use. And I'm like, okay, we have a picture of Charles Spurgeon smoking a cigar. I think we have 10 followers. And I think we follow 20 people. So anyways. So, so the question is, which one of you turned us in? Yeah. Who, and for what reason? Who was offended by Spurgeon's cigar? Because he was the one who dubbed the term cigars to the glory of the Lord. He said, I intend to smoke a good cigar to the glory of the Lord tonight. So that, yeah. Anyways, don't get me started on, on the uh, the Instagram ordeal. But just, just kind of round out your, your last point here before we jump into some of these these topics yeah. is that clip of John Piper in our intro video. Yep. I want to be free from these distortions. I want to be biblical. Mm-hmm. And so that's the heartbeat behind what we're doing here. Yeah. We, we want to be faithful. Yeah. We want to be faithful to the word of God. We want to help you to be the same way. Yeah. Um, we're, our hearts are for it. as, as pastors, as shepherds, our heart goes out to God's people. Yeah. We're not, now trust me, we are no more holy than any of you sitting Mm-mm. there, man, that would be a good topic. The pastor. Oh, oh! I got another good one right there. Right. Um, <laughs> but but we 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 love God's people. Um, we have a really the the call to a pastor is a call of servant. Um, is to love people, 
Um, and it's tough. And sometimes just like me, people suck. Um, as I suck a lot, I, I can be a terrible guy at times. Yeah. Um, but it's like, man, we want to, we want to maintain being faithful. We want to see people yeah. growing the grace and knowledge of Christ, as Peter said. Um, and that's our goal, man. We want to see you thriving. Yeah. And loving means telling people that's the right. truth, even if it's going to take them off at first. Absolutely. And we may take you off. So yeah. let's, let's, let's. I'm start. ticked off right now. I'm triggered. That's your trigger warning. I'm not a millennial, so I don't get triggered. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now it works. Touche. Touche. <laughs> You're a millennial at heart. You wear skinny well, jeans. I, I do. Your dad and I are actually are co-millennials together. We're, we're actually the millennials. Are you saying you're old enough to be my dad? Boy. This would be a fun poll. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to... I don't... I'm not. This would be a fun poll. Yes. Maybe I'll make it later. And nobody from our church is allowed to comment. How old do you think Nick Staley is? Ooh, and I, you know what? I'll, I'm going to move. I'm going to get around my mic. There you go. See? It's already you see not what fair. I look like? It's this already, is your guess. It's already not fair because you already said you're not a millennial. Oh, but hold on. And nobody from our church can... And I'm going to have to wipe my Facebook page of my age, my year. Yeah, no cheating. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull that off of there. Don't <laughs> cheat. If you cheat, we'll know because you'll guess it right. Anyway. <laughs> so if you guess it right, you cheated. <laughs> Anyways. So some of the ideas... I mean, we've been poking these around a little bit. Um, and just tease us. So we'll just take a few each because mm-hmm. we've got the beauty of the Christian and Baptist cliches is there's so many that we literally have like a year's worth already. Yeah. Um, some of these ideas, let's throw them out there. Um, one of my favorite ones has been, I still love this one because Dan, you came up with some great ones. <laughs> Water, he turned into grape juice. And this, <laughs> Why do you turn into grape juice? It's a new, it's a new Chris Tomlin single. It's on the it's on the remixed edition. It is that's the, right. the biblical edition. I mean, Jesus didn't turn water into grape juice; it was fermented. That means it had alcohol in it. Not to mention, it says that the Son of Man. Jesus said the Son of Man came eating and drinking. drinking. Yep. Drinking hard, not hard. Yeah, they were drink. complaining about him drinking water and grape juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they thought he was a drunkard, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and that's be- one that I think is going to be fun. Yeah. Right? And before anyone gets like, oh, well, it was, he turned it into unfermented wine because the water back then, I've heard this argument so much. The water back then was so dirty. So he took the purification water and he turned it into, and it's like, bro, it if, if, if that was the issue, he could have taken the dirty water and made it clean water. <laughs> Which I live in Flint. If anybody can do that today, any of you faith healers watching this, and you can come into Flint and pray over our water and heal it, it'd be glorious. All right. <laughs> need a leash for you. I know. I don't care. That's some of the fun yeah. to this. We get to be ourselves for yeah, once. Yeah, one that we already hit on, too, is, is, is the sin that is so often unaddressed within the church. It's like we don't want to talk about it because so many of us are guilty, myself included. Potlucks and pot bellies. Woohoo! <laughs> Plenty of potlucks going on. Worship in the tummy. That's right. I mean, we do serve our tummy. I I think it was, uh, I think it was a Driscoll. I I, I know it was a Driscoll. Um, Back back in the day, Dan and I have different, different, differing views on Driscoll, but I did laugh about it. Nick has a shrine. I I do have a shrine to Driscoll. If you're listening, I do. No, I don't. Um, But I remember him talking about going to, uh, I think it was Africa somewhere. On like a trip. I don't know if you ever heard this clip, but he says he goes there and um, he sees like they have altars to where people are literally sacrificing like chickens at these altars. And uh, when he was there, he was like struck by the idolatry of it. And in returning home, there were some like Asian missionaries there or something, Asian Christians there. And he asked them what, what was the greatest sin they saw in America? And you know what they said? You people serve your stomach. There's literally a restaurant on every single corner. Sorry, Chick-fil-A. I do love Chick-fil-A, but, you know, we over, 
overexert that big time. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy our buffets. Yeah. What about um? See, what other's a fun one on here? <laughs> Some of these I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to give out all of them. Losing my religion because it's a relationship. That's a fun one. <laughs> or how about <laughs> tattoos are a sin. <laughs> tribal tattoos maybe <laughs> that's just funny we've got a special guest for that one <laughs> yes we do you know who you are yeah we're not gonna break that one down yet but i mean those are some of the ideas we're gonna do i mean yeah they're those ones you hear there are kind of um they're enough to tick some people off they really yeah. are but when we come to the to the end of it we want you to listen yeah we're gonna take you off at first when we break down some of the f- the false claims to it and really put it in its context. But then we're going to, again, we're going to lift you back up. We're not just going to leave you on the ground, bleeding yeah. out, dying. We're actually going to mend you, bring you back, and show you what biblical faithfulness is. Yeah. You know, so any other ones you got? I don't want to leak too much. And no. I apologize that some of these are redundant. We mentioned some yeah. of these in the in the video that you'll probably see before this comes out. But, I mean, no joke. We, we've we got over over 20 things here that, that we think are going to be good ones that, that you guys will be interested in hearing. So if you got some ideas, um, you yeah. know, that's what the comment section for, you know, we're not saying we're going to do it just because you said it. Yeah. Um, and some of them might be silly. Yeah. Uh, but anything's worth hearing. We'll yeah. listen to anything out there. Yeah. Everybody. And, and this extends, extends beyond being Baptist is like every, all the, the circles that we've been brought up in. There's, there's these little sacred cows that we hold on to. There's these, there's these little things that just, it's like, oh man, that's not what the Bible teaches at all. So it could be like the sacred secular divide. Like back in the nineties when every youth group on the planet was, was burning their Metallica CDs. As Matt Chandler said, do this Metallica black, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we want, we want to do that though. I mean, I think it's profitable. We both enjoy it. You know, part of the thing, if, if you've ever tried starting a podcast, which we've, again, we've tried a few, we weren't, our hearts weren't in it. No. It's like, we were just doing it to do it. This one, I think we're we're both excited for. Yeah. And that's what makes the difference in it. Heck, I think even my wife is your fiance is even excited for this. What we're doing. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it was literally as we mentioned at the beginning it's like it was just birthed out of us sitting here having these conversations comparing and contrasting things and so we enjoy it so whether we have tens of tens of listeners or ones of ones of listeners uh we're gonna enjoy it regardless so we're not here for for the profit we're here because uh we enjoy it and yeah and absolutely wanna, and, and want to grow but it would be nice to make a little money off of it definitely would be so he anyways left, he left his filter at the home depot today where he works i have no filter go see him in burton and put it back on him <laughs> yep you know but we're gonna have some fun with this we will hope you do too we want we want you to interact we want you to see who we are um this is pretty much who i am this is pretty much who dan is we're goofy and um say some stupid stuff regret it a lot of times basically dan is dan is the truly unfiltered one when he lets loose um i would say it's true. It's true. I, I just have the old man effect where I can get away with just about anything and I really don't care what you and think. And that's the beautiful thing about our lead pastor, Eric. He has the spiritual gift of schmooze. Oh, does he ever. So you've got me who's unfiltered because I'm young and stupid. And then you've got Nick who's old and senile. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And you got Eric who is, dude. Well, I can't wait really have man. Eric on oh, because the legitimately the dude is like a wealth of knowledge. Um, he... He just puts us to shame all the time. Man, the band can read books like it ain't nobody's business. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we, we've spent so much time watching him read while we're shopping for books. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best insult yes. ever, too. We went to this, this awesome bookstore in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Baker Bookhouse, where they literally have thousands and thousands of used books. And like, Nick and I love books. If you can't, yeah. well, yeah, I don't know how much, yeah, don't know how much you can see in behind us, but we've got a lot of old books here and a lot of good theology books, commentaries, things like that. So Nick and I go to this bookstore. And like every time I go there, I drop like a hundred bucks. So Eric, the three of us go there on an elders retreat. We go, oh man, Eric, are you going to get something? Uh, no, I'm going to sit in the cafe. What, what do you mean you're going to sit in the cafe? He goes, uh, I actually like reading books, not just collecting them. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, on that note, we thank you for tearing with us for, for about an hour now. And, and, uh, as, as we keep doing these things, I'm sure we'll get maybe better at them. Hopefully. I hope so. Um, but man, Keep connecting with us. Hopefully our Instagram will be back online <laughs> at some point before Jesus returns. So we should have at least like a few hundred years or thousands. I'm not sure. Um, we are that post mill. Yeah, that post mill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's at Bad Baptist Podcast. Uh, you can find us the same on, on Facebook, uh, we're, website, all that we're stuff. We're going to be using Anchor to drop our, uh, our podcasts on. Typically, I think what we talked about was Sunday nights. That would be the night to watch these, yep. which we, we, we're obviously we're recording this on another night. Yeah. Um, I don't know what night that'll always be, but we're shooting for the same night every time, mm-hmm. by and large. Um, but we'll always try and drop. We'll drop at the same time. It'll be Sunday nights. I don't know what time you think, like 8 o'clock Eastern or yeah, something? Yeah, probably 8 o'clock. So we'll actually be on there as it's dropping, interacting with you. Um, and then if you're listening to it through a podcast, it'll probably be the following day. Probably be Mondays we'll drop those. Mm-hmm. So we're really encouraging you to watch the video that's shot on like some of the best cameras ever. We got two iPhones in front of us and then one decent camera. Yeah, which... Which is pretty impressive. I think this video will turn out really good. Uh, but we, we want you to do that. We want you to comment on our stuff, like it, share it, you know, do all that stuff. If you if you enjoy what we're doing, help us. If you got some good ideas, by all means, send us a message. Um, if you have a great topic that we could we could touch on, hit us up on it. Who who knows? Maybe if we get enough, it would be kind of a fun night. If we get enough of them, kind of do like a answer the questions. Like we just rant, put them all in a bag pull a few out and start answering them. Like yeah, that'd be awesome. Discussing it. So we want your 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 take on it. Uh, we want you to interact with us. We're both on Facebook. Uh, we're both on Instagram. Dan's on Instagram a lot more than I am. I, I just don't have enough time for it's, Instagram. I've heard it's because Facebook's for old people. It is, but it is. I've been told that Instagram's for old but people. But wait a minute, too. but you still are on MySpace, right? <laughs> so, you know, so go ahead, like it, share it, do what you want with it, talk to us. And actually, I think it would be kind of fun, too. We mentioned, talked about this earlier. It'd be fun if you do like it. Sometimes hate it, too, because that means, you know. <laughs> the angry the, face. The angry face would be better if we had a ton We know of that faces. that means that, that we tipped your cow. That's right. Or you just liked it because we're bad Baptists, you know. So, But thanks for listening, man. Uh, we really appreciate it because we could just be talking to ourselves, but we might at least get two people from church listening to it. Thanks for listening, Eric. We thanks, appreciate Becky. That. Thanks, Corey. Um, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> you know, so we'll have a few people listening. But either way. Like it, share it, go to it. We got a website, which is what's our website? In the oh, works. It's in, it's a, yeah. We'll have a website on there, so we'll have ways to do it. So, anyways, if you got ideas, hit us up. Like it, share it, do all that good stuff. We appreciate it. See you next time. Peace.